0: to the Exploring Excellence podcast, a show where I interview professional service leaders, innovators, and client service stars on the importance of people delivering excellent services to drive business performance. I'm your host, Lynn Bromley. I'm an author, speaker, business consultant, and the managing director of First Impressions Training. I've spent my whole career in professional services and a large part of it in finance and technology, so I'm a huge fan of all things techie. But I want to make sure that in a world where we're more connected than ever before, and strangely more disconnected at a human level than ever before, we bridge that gap between tech and people. So sit back and enjoy the show while I introduce you to today's guest. Hello and welcome to series one episode 15 of the Exploring Excellence podcast and today I'm here with Patricia White and she's the chief executive of Suited for Success. Hello Patricia. Hello Lynn, how are you? I'm very good thank you, how are you? I'm very well
1: thank you, I'm very well.
0: Fantastic, and just before we get going i 'm just going to to let you know that I do know Patricia quite well I 'm um, actually a trustee of Suited for Success, um, so I just wanted to declare that interest right at the beginning um, it 's an amazing charity so i 'm going to let Patricia tell you all about it, um, and I really wanted to bring it to, to people 's attention so if you hadn 't already heard of Suited, then you will do after this interview. So Patricia, tell us about what you do at Suited for Success.
1: Yeah, so Suited for Success, um, what we do is quite simple really. So we support unemployed men and women into work by providing free interview clothing and interview preparation skills um, to make sure that they make that fantastic first impression count in a job interview.
0: Tell me a little bit about your background. So what got you into what you do now?
1: Oh gosh, how long have we got? <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So, um, and no guessing my age as well. Um, so, but in terms of the last, um, say, 10 or so years, really, I mean, my background is I used to be um, a journalist at the BBC. That's part of my career history. And um, so, 10 years I worked for Midlands Today, No Radio, BBC World Service. Um, so, I worked in more of a corporate background, worked very much with various businesses across Birmingham and the West Midlands you know various um mps and, and things like that doing interviews and things for stories for local radio and tv and um and i took redundancy from the bbc the bbc was making a lot of cuts at the time and i decided to take redundancy because the the the, the, the bbc was taking a, a different route and a different way that they were telling stories and doing things and i loved to be out and about in communities and seeing. Um, how people were making a difference and how communities were working together and getting some really fantastic grassroots human interest stories. So um, the BBC, in terms of local radio and TV, started to go a little bit more mainstream. It was a bit more what are the topical news headlines for the day and things like that, whereas I was really very much grassroots community. So I just felt after 10 years, it was the right time to you know, step away from journalism, step away from the BBC, even though it is a fantastic career at the BBC, I managed to travel the world with the BBC and travel the country. Um, I decided to um, take a career break Um, and because I loved being out and about in communities so much, I thought maybe that's the, the new direction of my career that I'd love to take. Um, so in that career break, I started to volunteer with various community projects happening in the city um, and looking at where I fitted really. Um, And then I came across Trestle Trust food banks at the time and um, and it was Trestle Trust food banks um, in the UK, there was only 10 at the time. And um, and at at the moment there's over 300 plus Trestle Trust food banks now. So when I met uh, a regional manager from Trussell Trust Food Banks looking at whether we would want to set up a Trussell Trust Food Bank in Birmingham Um, after meeting the Trussell Trust, it was a resounding yes. I love the concept, I love the idea, I love the the grassroots support that you could support people to put food on the table that couldn't afford it. Um, And I just love the ethos of Trussell Trust Food Banks. So I set up the first Trussell Trust Food Bank in Birmingham in um, central Birmingham. And um, and then while at the food bank, I would see people coming in with food bank vouchers that couldn't afford to feed themselves or their families. And I thought, well, if you can't afford to put food on the table, how on earth, how on earth sorry, would you be able to afford to buy yourself an interview outfit or even start to think about getting into employment and things? and um, a lot, a lot of the time when the Trust or Trust put out their annual reports and the reasons why people are using food bank is down to unemployment. So I thought, you know, wouldn't it be fantastic with people donating food items that they could donate suits and, and shirts and ties and shoes and things to enable people to come out of food poverty, to get into employment and to support themselves and their families. And while having that idea, I was approached by um, a group of young professionals in the business sector um, in Birmingham who came up with the concept of suited for success and asked whether I would partner with them to make it a reality. And it was so surreal that I'd already thought about the idea and then I was approached with the idea of suited for success as well at the same time. So, and that's how suited for success was born.
0: That's amazing. So it was very, it was very much um, serendipity, wasn't it, that those Absolutely. two things happened around about the same time, and fantastic. It, some of the things you were just talking about there the fact that there were only 10 trestle trusts and then now there are 300 that just shows what's happened in the country and and how people do need that support so many people are unemployed and and need that you know, as you say need that food on the table the real basics um and to allow them to 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 try and support them into work so that they can then support themselves and get away from using the food bank that's that's a really great thing to do and so i've seen the the work that you do firsthand and I've, I've been in and done some volunteer days as well but for, for those who haven't seen it could you just paint a bit of a picture of of what it's like so if somebody comes into suited obviously at the moment we we know we can't do that because of the uh, the pandemic and the lockdown situation we're in but under normal circumstances could you just talk us through what it would be like if somebody came in to suit it to to receive some support
1: absolutely i mean we couldn't run suited for success we couldn't provide the service that we do without the fantastic donations from um, business and professionals um, men and women that work in the city who donate new or um very good quality clothing shirts and ties and suits and dresses and things for us to be able to provide free of charge for our clients so when because we a lot of what we do is about taking donated clothing, um, people think well, we're, we're a charity shop. And um, so when people visit Suti for Success, whether that be customers or donors or business volunteers that are coming to volunteer with us for the day, the, the the comment that we always get when they walk in is that, oh my goodness, I I wasn't didn't know what to expect, but I wasn't expecting this. So I think people are expecting us to be a little charity shop that has secondhand clothing and then you know whatever we can find then we'll you know we'll be able to provide that free of charge um, to the clients but actually we're a, a bespoke service where we can support clients in a really friendly environment that actually looks like a department store and because we just thought that if clients can't afford to go to the shops to buy their own clothing and that we want them to have the same experience as if they could do at suited for success and actually the experience that they have at suited for success is actually a far better experience than actually going to purchase the clothes themselves um, in a retail store so when clients are referred to suited for success because they've said to a work coach or a support worker that they have a job interview, but they don't have the finances to buy an interview suit. And as you know, Lynn, um, first impressions count when it comes to a job interview. And it actually takes an employer only 10 seconds to make their mind up as to whether they're going to give somebody um, a job or not, based solely on their um, their, their, um, appearance, Um, the first couple of words that come out of their mouth. So we knew that many people were not getting work, not getting jobs because of how they presented themselves at job interviews. And so people are referred to us. We do some interview coaching with people. So we have a fantastic kind of um, area where we kind of sit one-to-one with people. We do some interview coaching. And we find out a little bit about that person and we talk through how they get through a job interview successfully and then we dress and starve them for the job interview that they're going for and we dress them um, you know in in clothing that would look the best on them and make them feel amazing and make them have a lot more confidence and self-esteem in themselves so one of our hashtags is more than just a suit because we know being successful in a job interview is not just about putting on the right clothing. Um, It's about how you feel and how you come across confidently and and having that self-esteem as well. I
0: think I remember you telling me about some guys who came in and when they'd got changed into their interview clothing they they wanted to to actually just go out and walk around the city wearing their interview clothes because they felt so good and and they reported back that they got treated differently by people when they when they went into shops than than how they normally would do
1: so and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see, we have many tears and stories um, from people saying that, you know, once they put on, you know, the interview outfit and once we've dressed them, they feel like they're part of society again. Um, And so many of our clients do actually go out of City for Success with the clothing (laughs) that we've provided for them, Um, you know, when we support the homeless. And if they're living in homeless hostels, they want to walk back to the homeless hostel um, in their suit to feel different. It's almost like it's an immediate kind of switch um, of transformation. They're thinking in terms of I know this is where I am right now, but this is where I want to go. And this is how I want to be. um, And this is how I want to change my life. And it really is the immediate transformation is incredible. You know, we've had, I we, as well as the story with the two lads, I mean, when they came, I was a little bit frightened myself, actually. They were dressed in, you know, caps and hoodies, tattoos all on their necks and things like that. I'm like, oh my goodness. But then when we put them in suits, it was just the most incredible transformation. And they see a transformation in themselves. And they, and they also see that the way that people look at them differently as well and another example is somebody was ex-forces really really suffered with um post-traumatic stress and trauma since leaving the the forces and really feeling excluded from society not feeling like he fits in anymore and when we dressed him as this big burly guy and when we dressed him in a suit he just broke down in tears and we just didn't know where to put ourselves or what to say because they've got so much pride coming from the forces and then once we allowed him to pull himself together we said why are you so emotional and he said you know i just want to just feel part of society again i just want to be able to go to a coffee shop read a paper and feel like i'm the same as everybody else and feel part of something again and i think when people leave the forces and that um being part of something leaving the forces and feeling isolated he just felt like he could Kind of be part of society again, so that was really moving. I will never forget what that example as well as many others that 's one that really sticks out for me um, as well so there's so many other examples of just people the, the immediate transformation that we see in people 's confidence self esteem and how they see themselves and the world around them.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And it's a it's a funny one, really, because with clothing and and what we wear, we we do all make assumptions about each other, and it's it's not we shouldn't really be doing that, you know. It's not a it's not a nice thing to do, but we know that it happens. So actually, if we can help people to feel better about themselves by providing them with those those interview suits or or dresses or whatever it might be that's appropriate to the the type of interview they're going for, then it's a great thing, isn't it, to help them to feel in themselves again if if they've not felt that for some time so that immediate impact that you talk about it's it really is incredible to to see so absolutely fantastic work that that you and the the regular volunteers do to to support people so i mentioned earlier on that obviously at the moment as we're going through through the the pandemic and and we're still in uh lockdown um obviously what we do has had to change um so what has changed for you in terms of being able to support clients through this time,
1: yeah, I mean a lot's changed for us. So we've had to completely shut down. Suited for success because of the nature of our work, which is working with people one to one, first and foremost, and also as well in terms of getting people into employment um, and going through and preparing for job interviews. And a lot of businesses were actually putting staff on furlough or making redundancies, and nobody was recruiting staff. So, so nobody needed to be prepared for job interviews because nobody was doing job interviews or being invited for job interviews um, during the lockdown. So we've completely closed our operation. We did initially think that we could support people in preparation for post lockdown by offering video interview coaching um, and things like that. But I think people's focus really changed. Um, in terms of lockdown and people, things feels, felt so uncertain right at the beginning of lockdown, in the middle of lockdown. And I know a lot of people are, um, are feeling a lot more hopeful now that we're coming out the other side. So yes, we completely closed down Suited for Success and put the staff on furlough. Um, but what we did want to do is to support the local community where Suited for Success is based, which is Ladywood, the Ladywood area of Birmingham um which incidentally has some of the highest unemployment statistics in the uk pre-lockdown and pre-covid um so we really knew that the coronavirus pandemic would really hit that community really hard so as a charity we then turned our attention and our focus and our resources to support people in the Ladywood area and um, so me myself uh, I like to project manage and I like to set up new projects and things so I helped to set up and coordinate a project which was a, an emergency response to Covid called the Ladywood helpers and I always believe in collaboration and partnership working so that's where I so with Ladywood helpers I brought together all the charities in the Ladywood area, the schools, the churches, um, the various community projects, come together and say, right, what can we do together to respond to this pandemic and to support um, people in Ladywood? Um, So we've been working together throughout the pandemic, and we've been doing food parcel distribution, Um, we've been doing prescription pickups and all the other things to support people um, while they're having to be in isolation and being at home Um, so that's been fantastic for us as a charity to be able to firstly keep active um, and, and keep Our passion of being able to do something to make a difference in the city, but also we'll be able to use those connections. We already haven't had a lot of connections in Ladywood anyway, but this has strengthened our connections to look at post lockdown how we're going to get people back into employment. Um, A lot of people in Ladywood have come from employment in retail and hospitality. Um, housekeeping jobs in hotels and things and all of those services have completely shut down and, and, and a lot of stuff have been, um, been um, made redundant so it's what are we going to do now to pick up those pieces um, so yes yeah, so we've been quite active um, as a charity um, during lockdown and now we're looking forward to how we're going to support people post lockdown um, and once the country gets back that's
0: that's incredible that you've been able to um use your skills and resources to to help the other charities and and i i love the fact that you've all collaborated and and come together that's that's wonderful um and you said that obviously as people do start to come out of lockdown i think we've had some more news out today that um shops are going to start opening from 15 15 again so how do you think things are going to change now that we are coming out of lockdown and and i'm imagining that you know the support. Will be required more than ever because, as you said, lots more people have found that they're either been furloughed or will potentially lose their job as businesses will have to shrink to be able to match what's happening in in society. So, I'm imagining that the service will be needed more than ever.
1: So, I had an interesting conversation with one of our business supporters the other day. So, it's going to be interesting to see how the landscape of unemployment will have changed when we come out of lockdown. Because before you had people who were unemployed, there was various jobs available, training opportunities available um, and things pre the the pandemic. Now there's a lot more people that are in that um, space that are newly um, made redundant, they've got a lot of skills, they've got a lot of experience, but they've just recently lost jobs. To the to the clients that we normally work with, who may have been unemployed for six months or more, who and it's about now the their pickings in terms of the jobs are more le- likely going to go to those that have recently become unemployed, have got all the experience, have got no gaps on their CVs and things like that. So that dynamics is going to really change in terms of the unemployment market and in the unemployment environment. So it's how do we now work even harder to support those who've been unemployed for six months or more to have an equal footing um in that space yes. that'll be interesting the yeah. Other thing, yeah. yeah the other thing that's been um pointed out to me is that a lot of a lot of interviews now will be done be via video and online and digitally so they said well people actually need to come to you for free interview suits if it's all been done online i went Oh, that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So it's now looking at the services that we provide and how we do things differently um, to really keep our, our eyes and, and ears to the ground to see, you know, how is has recruitment changed um, post lockdown, post COVID, and how do we adapt to that change as a charity that supports the unemployed into employment? yeah um,
0: i guess it will be is it just a temporary change or or will this situation go on for much longer because at the moment we don't really know the answer to that question do we so yes. it, it might be in future that we're just supplying tops rather than yeah, just for video calls, um, and I guess the training will be even more important as well. So if they are yeah. up against people who have been more recently employed, and therefore they they've perhaps had that interview experience more recently, um, maybe the the training will need to to be ramped up a little bit to to ensure that they are absolutely at their best, so that they can, as you said, compete in that level playing field. Yeah. So yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I was going to ask you about um, what does service excellence mean to you, and I. I think many of the things you've described there already um, probably demonstrate what uh, what it does mean to you in terms of being able to to constantly keep evolving and constantly supply to to the clients what they really need to help them succeed. But tell me in in your words, what what does it mean to you in terms of the work that you do at the charity?
1: Yeah, I think for it works on on both sides really in terms of us as a charity always providing an excellent service everything down to the welcome that our clients get when they come to suited for success which is very different from the welcome they might get at the job center or they might get at various um, community projects or frontline agencies that they work with Um, and two, you know in terms of the the layout and the setup of our center you know many people who visit saying oh my goodness you pay such um, attention to detail in the way that your centre looks and the feel of the centre and the decor and things like that. So we always want to be at a high level of excellence in terms of the centre because I think our clients deserve that. But also we want our, our clients to go out feeling that they can deliver at an excellent level when they go to their job interviews and be making sure that that first impression counts in the job interview. Um, So I think it works on both sides when it comes to excellence. So excellence in terms of the service that we deliver but also excellent in terms of our clients and how they are when they go to job interviews and get the job that they truly deserve.
0: Brilliant! That's fantastic, and I think in terms of delivering that excellent service, you've, you've got to have great people delivering that service as well. Do you want to just talk a little bit about some of the volunteers that come in and support the clients?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's fun. Our our volunteers. We really couldn't. Do what we do with our, our amazing volunteer teams. I mean, I mentioned about um, how our centre looks and um, in t- attention to detail and the decor and the way things are organised and laid out. You know, I have one particular volunteer that, you know, does nothing, any doesn't do anything any less than excellent. And um, his name is Thomas and he's amazing. And our centre wouldn't look the way that it looks without our Thomas. And, uh, but then even our volunteer stylists, you know, I've got one stylist who worked in men's retail, um, Jeeves and Hawks, and, um, and various high-end men's retail for over 30 years, and he's one of our volunteer stylists. Um, and we have to stop him putting every male client in a three-piece suit <laughs> for a job interview, including a pocket handkerchief. And <laughs> when they're only going for, a, you know, a driving job, for example. But he always delivers at an excellent level to our volunteer interview coaches as well. We have some incredible people with fantastic professional backgrounds from HR managers, business owners, um, CEOs um and um and and various managers general managers um in their professions that are are really happy to give up some of their time to come and volunteer at suited and to support people into work and when people have an an interview coaching session the feedback is always oh my goodness you know i'm so grateful for the information i was told and you know i really feel a lot more confident for my interview now, um, as well, and then also the fantastic businesses that support us, as well, in terms of corporate partnerships and corporate volunteer days um, and things. So, we have some amazing, both international or um, renowned, and also local businesses. So, to name a few, we work with PWC, KPMG, Gowling, Barclays. HSBC, we also work with HS2 um, and also the National Grid. I mean, those are just, you know, that's a dream list of corporate um, support um, and businesses that want to support people into work um, and things, which is fantastic. And also our amazing um, trustee board as well, um, including yourself, Lynn. Um, And then we've got business owners, we've got um, uh, law firm partners, um, you know, and people that are at the top of their game that I've said, actually, we'd love to support um, Suited for Success and and the giving of our time um, to make sure that we deliver at the level that we deliver at, uh, which is always excellent. So yeah, we couldn't do what we do without our amazing volunteers.
0: Yeah, that's that's fabulous. It's it's such a great team, isn't it? And ever changing as well. And people love to come in and support. So we're, we're always really grateful for that. So in terms of what people could do right at this moment, then, Patricia, to, to support of for Success, so we can go on supporting all of these amazing clients back into work,
1: what would be really good support that you could do with right now? so as we mentioned earlier on with the change of the way that people are going to be interviewed in terms of Um, online um, and phone calls and things like that. So at the moment, we don't need um, suit donations and clothing donations, even though we really value those when we do get them. Um, But what we really need now is um, definitely financial support um, and if you can be a regular giver as well, so that we can now look at how do we now reposition ourselves um, to be able to support people differently um, at this time and um, so that would be fantastic. Um, as with this hot weather as well, we are so desperately in need of air conditioning. Um, I know it's a random request uh, but since opening up the, our centre four years ago, it was a shell when we opened it and um, but air conditioning has been one item that we've not been able to fit yet but then it would just make the centre so much more comfortable for our volunteers, for our clients um, to be able to operate in. So, but I, I also know that financially, financial donations will help towards that as well. Um, so those are some of the things um, of how people can support. And then also as well um, to have a look at our website, our social media, um, and just have an, and follow us and become ambassadors for Suited for Success share our stories, share our updates and let people know about the work that we're doing. And, um, that would be fantastic of that support as well. Yeah. Do
0: you want to just mention the name of the website and, and perhaps some of the social channels that we're on as well, just so people know where to to go and follow you?
1: Yes, absolutely. So our website is suitedforsuccess.co.uk. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, it's suitedforsuccessuk. And um, we're also on Twitter, and also on LinkedIn. If you search for us, we'll come up quite quickly.
0: Brilliant, I'll put all of that information on the show notes and I'd love people to go and have a look at some of the images so that they can see some of the transformations and also see, see the center, because we've got some photographs on the website of, of that as well, haven't we? So Absolutely. Um, if people are curious to know more, then they can, they can go and find out there. So that's been brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Pat. That's been amazing.
1: Thank you, Lynn. Thanks for having me.
0: I really hope you enjoyed listening to the fantastic work of, of Suty for Success. And Patricia really is the most incredible woman. Um, I've met some amazing people in my time, but I think Patricia is one of the most wonderful I've ever had the privilege of, of working with. She has absolutely got a heart of gold and she's so passionate and dedicated to the, the charity and to supporting the clients that we have at Suit for Success. So if you've been inspired by listening to what Patricia has to say and would like to help, please do get in touch with Patricia and the team through the website that uh, any help you can give would be amazing. And Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, then please do go and subscribe so you hear other episodes and also rate and review the episode as well. That really helps other people to find it and that would be a a great help to me. Um, Just thought I'd let you know about something else that I'm working on at the moment. Um, For about 20 years or so, I used to manage teams virtually, and obviously, we're at a time at the moment, as we're now in week 11, I think it is, of of the lockdown here in the UK, um, where managers have suddenly had to start managing their teams remotely. And some of them have been struggling with that and have have asked me for some guidance and some help. So I've decided to put together a free five-day challenge where I'm going to be some uh, sharing some knowledge that I picked up over the, the years of managing and, and leading virtual teams. Um, and we are also going to be covering how you're going to manage the change of teams going back from working virtually back into the office environment as well. So if that's something you'd like some, some help and support with, then do go and have a look on my social channels. I'll be sharing that within the next few days. Um, so the usual places, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'll be sharing the, the challenge on there. So do come and come along and sign up and get involved. And I hope to be sharing some of my, my top tips with you in a few days time. The challenge itself starts on the 15th of June. So if I don't see you there, then I will see you for the next episode of the Exploring Excellence podcast in a couple of weeks time. So in the mi- meantime, stay well, stay safe. And I will catch up with you then. Bye for now.